Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views given on the following program are not necessarily the views of WIBA, its management, or staff. Since individual situations can and will be different, please consider this when exercising any options presented by our guests. Saturdays are different here. This is Weekend Madison on News Talk 1310 WIBA. Conversations with endless possibilities. Ask your questions now at 321-1310 or toll free at 877-235-1310. This is Weekend Madison. Good morning and welcome to Weekend Madison and News Talk 1310 WIBA. I'm Casey James. It's Ask the Experts and our edition today. It's all about landscaping and joining me live in studio from AL Limited Landscaping, Dave Polich. Hey, Dave, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Casey. Thanks for inviting me. It's been a while. Uh, last time you were here, I produced you a few times. It was nice to be able to have the chance to discuss your knowledge about landscaping and all that good stuff. Thank you. All right. Now, the winter is over. Um, I'm guessing before you can get in the yard, start digging around, officially the frost has to be gone. I assume that is the case? Oh, yes. That's been gone for on and off for probably a month and a half almost. On and off, right. <laughs> now, we'll talk about it. Um, we just got through this winter. What are some of the basic steps when you make that walk around the yard as you prepare for your landscaping deal? Well, first we'll talk on what actually winter that means in Wisconsin now. I think we're, we're with climate change that uh, we're going to have win- uh, milder temperature winters. I'm not sure if we're going to have a l- lot less snow. If you look at the amount of snow, so I, we plow snow and we plow about average for the year. And uh, that's actually what about the snow totals were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that the snow is going to melt. Uh, on and off. I mean, we had bare ground in January, bare ground. I mean, I was actually able to work some crews when the frost was out of the ground in uh, that second week in February when we had 60-degree weather, and and it snowed again. So we're going to have this transitional times. Uh, What does that mean to your landscape? Well, most of your plants are going to do fine unless we have a real, real cold spell where you get daytime highs of maybe 2 degrees and you have about 4 or 5 days. We had that happen about three, four years ago, and you saw all the evergreens turn brown. So mm-hmm. the setup is there. If, if uh, in, you know, I was willing to, you know, give emails to all my customers, uh, you know, after that warm spell in uh, February, if we'd have had real cold spell coming, because you might have had the same uh, transition where the evergreens started to burn. And uh, they, they think that they're alive because it's warm out, and they're t- the osmos pro- process is starting to work, and they're uh, taking up moisture into their needles and then gets real cold and that moisture freezes in the needles and then they turn brown and wow. actually killed many evergreens uh, that three, four years ago. Do they ever recover from that brown? No, no. no. Once the, the needles are gone, uh, in order for the plant to survive, it needs photosynthesis. Mm-hmm. And it, without the needles, that's its uh, source of photosynthesis. So once the needles are gone, the boughs are gone, whatever, uh, the plant dies, it just doesn't have that uh, ability to take up the photosynthesis and uh we didn't have any heavy snow so you didn't see another winter thing that happens Mm -hmm. is uh you get the 
arborvitas and a few other plants that just break because of the snow, the birches. Um, we might get a little more susceptible to uh, you know, ice storms if we get these transitional periods. But uh, I'm a little bit excited. I like having a little warmer winters. <laughs> uh, it's going to introduce uh, – in the last – I've been doing this 47 years, and and when we started out landscaping – and uh, you, the the zone in Wisconsin was colder. It's probably into a four, what's called. And four, that means some plants can't survive. Uh, red buds had trouble, even boxwood, things like that. But we're we're almost into, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, the the five was the the colder you get, and uh, uh, you know we're into the fives now. And or the four is the colder and the five, so we're 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 able now to grow. I think better chance of growing like blood good maples, uh, your red buds, some azaleas are are now being very hardy. Uh, you know, particularly in the city of Madison. Uh, you know, it's surprising because I plow snow and I can just tell by my thermometer on uh, your mm-hmm. vehicles that if you come from the city in the center of town, you go out to the suburbs, you're going to usually switch about three, mm-hmm. four degrees in the winter, even in the heat of the summer. And that makes a big difference for plants' uh, survivability. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have uh, plants that are going to, particularly if you live in the center of town or close to the center of town, you're, you're going to be able to grow different plants than if you lived in a peripheral area. Yeah, and it's very important as well in the in the scheme of the entire thing is when you decide on what you want to buy and grow is know your climate, right, for the longevity. That's correct, right. One plant that's going to be struggling more if the climate change changes, I mean, continues, is that we're going to have blue spruces struggle more. You're seeing more and more blue spruce. Uh, the tips are dying. They're getting more uh, fungal-type diseases. And if you actually know the first name on it, most people don't know that the first name is actually called Colorado blue spruce. Hmm. And they're, they're originated in Colorado. They're not an original Wisconsin product. And uh, you're, you're, you're seeing that they like a little bit colder. If you go probably south and uh, oh, probably middle or southern Illinois and Kentucky and that, you're not going to see very many spruce. They just can't take the warm temperature mm-hmm. and the humidity. And it's not just the, the warmer, it's the humidity. And that's the disease uh, that the blue spruces are go uh, are starting to get. So okay. we still plant them, but we give our customers a little bit more of an option. Uh, I think Concolor fir gives you almost an identical look, and it can take this temperature change. Uh, there are some white spruce that can t- still survive, and there's even some dwarf uh, pines that uh, we're trying to get. And uh, we're just trying to be uh, a little more uh, knowledgeable for our customers. If this is going to continue, and we think it is, that uh, why put something in the ground that's going to give you a problem in the future? Mm-hmm. Right. And speaking of the climate, of course, you think of the climate as your, your specific location on Earth. But as far as details and specificity, can your actual yard um, have different uh, climates, your lawn? Well, the grass is pretty hardy. I mean, we the the dominant grass in the the, the Midwest, particularly the upper Midwest, is bluegrass, and it li- also likes it cooler. It can take a little bit of uh, warmer, but that I, I I think we're not in our lifetime will we see bluegrass uh, have mm. a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go down south, there is no such thing as a bluegrass. It it needs a cooler temperature. Mm. So your grass, yes, it can also be affected by the climate. Uh, one thing, the winter and being the milder, you're not seeing uh, as many turf diseases from the winter. You don't see the snow mold, anything like that. You might see the critters chewing on, uh, you know, voles 
uh, will chew the grass and make tunnels in the grass because we don't have the frozen ground. They're just they're surviving easier. And uh, but the snow mold, uh, it almost looks like a mildew when the snow mold uh, melts. It looks like a little spider webs on uh, on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I haven't seen that for a couple of years. So. Uh, that's one thing that's uh, you know advantageous that we're we're not going to experience. Right. All right. This is weekend Madison and News Talk thirteen ten WYBA. I'm Casey James, live in studio with David Polich from AL Limited Landscaping. Be back to talk more about landscaping around your home and uh, do some research before you get going in the yard. We'll be back with Dave in just a moment. If you'd like to join us, I have a couple of lines open for you to ask your questions. Tis the season now. Three two one thirteen ten locally or toll free eight seven seven two three five thirteen ten. It is Weekend Madison. Ask the experts. Uh, ask the expert. That is easy for me to say. I'm Casey James on News Talk 1310 WYBA. Back after these words. Good morning. Welcome back. Weekend Madison. Ask the experts on News Talk 1310 WYBA. I'm Casey James, joined live in studio by David Polich, General Manager of AL Limited Landscaping. Of course, David, it is Saturday, and today kicks off a very fun event around here. Farmer's Market, 45th year. You told me some uh, interesting information regarding the Farmer's Market. Well, my dad and Jonathan Berry were the two uh, people responsible for starting the Farmer's Market 45 years ago. My dad worked for State Department of Ag, and he was the marketing specialist. Hmm. And being it's on state property, they had to have the state involved. Jonathan Berry uh, had the original ideas. But uh, my dad, they had to work through my dad, and uh, he used some ideas from uh, some farmers markets in North Carolina where we're producer only. And to this day, it's still a producer only, and it's probably one of the most successful farmers markets in the country. And I take great pride to say that uh, I have some lineage heritage uh, <laughs> to the origination of the farmers market. And I used to with him. We'd go when I was younger. We we had orchard in Door County, and we'd sell apples and cherries and right there at the farmer's market and i probably did that for 10 15 years <laughs> and uh on saturdays and uh we would bring down door county uh he's from door county and uh uh we had uh you know it was a great time and still is farmer's market's a great time going up there but uh, i love a cup of coffee walking around the square can't yes. beat it and I believe do believe it is the largest producer only market in the nation. So correct, it's a good thing. All right, David. Now, now back to what we're here for discussing um, landscaping. Now, of course, we mentioned the winter's over. Talked a little bit about the climate. So, what basically are the steps when you have some ideas in mind? It's springtime. You're going to the yard for the first time. Take a walk around. Uh, what are some of the steps we do to get the program underway? Well, you first you should be getting your leaves raked off your <laughs> your lawn, getting your reeds. Well, they're still you see it's happening still. Right. Uh, yesterday, I seen many uh, companies and individuals raking their leaves. You need to get the leaves off because the again the plants need photosynthesis to survive. And what the leaves will do after a while, if they've sat there long enough, they're going to choke off. Mm-hmm. You know, the sunlight choke off the plant, and you're going to see dead spots in your lawn. You'll see dead spots in your on your perennials. They might be able to push through some of them. But you need to get them uh, if they're a real heavy mat. Uh, the 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 uh, when they're fluffy when they fall in the fall, they're not a problem. But after a while, they they start to lose their texture and composition, and they just go down like a piece of paper, and uh, it, it's almost like a rug on your lawn. And if you rake the leaves off now, you're probably going to see that you're starting to get yellow lawn again. That pl- the, the the grass blades need that photosynthesis. So the other things to do now, we're getting a soil temperature real close to 50 degrees now, mm-hmm. and it's 
in the sun, you need to, if you haven't done it, you need to put down your uh, pre-emergent herbicide if you want that on your lawn. Uh, you Also, it's a great time to seed, but you don't use pre-emergent if you're going to seed at the same time. You're basically telling, you know, it's putting a... You're killing the grass seed, so you don't want to put your pre-emergent and grass seed. So if you're going to put a, if you're going to seed your lawn, you'd want to hold off for about 45 to 50 days for a pre-emergent. You still can put it down in in June. It won't be as effective because your weeds will come up, but at least you have a thicker lawn. And that's what I suggest to customers is that I'd rather see a thicker lawn first mm-hmm. versus no weeds because if you put the pre-emergent down, you're not going to be able to seed. Another step you should be fertilizing and uh, again if you uh, use a, a you know watching them bags you know you can you can put down uh, uh a fertilizer, just a straight fertilizer with your seed, but you don't want to also use a, what's called a weed be gone uh, type, uh, you know, turf builder type. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do seed, uh, what uh, happens is that uh, herbicide has about a 45 day shelf life. So as that uh, new grass seed germinates, it'll actually get killed off because uh, it's not strong enough to uh, survive uh, the, that herbicide. So don't use a, a weed be gone on new seeding, and and uh, people make a lot of mistakes on that. You know they go out and seed, and then they put all these chemicals down, or you know, or have companies that come and do it. So uh, don't don't uh, tell your company to hold off if you have a lawn service company to hold off with the. Uh, they'll still put fertilizer down, but don't have them put any of the uh, you know pre-emergent and or weed be gone products down. Wouldn't they know uh, that? Wouldn't they know better? The, the other great thing to do now is to do your pruning. Uh, there's not a plant you shouldn't be pruning except for maybe your oak. I think it's getting a little bit too warm now to prune your oak, so you should hold off any pruning of oaks till probably late fall uh, because you're going to have a chance for oak wilt. So, uh, but any of your other trees, uh, uh, you know, if you have a lilac, though, or uh, uh, some flowering shrub, you, you want to be thinning slightly. Don't try to take as many buds. If you prune your lilac now, uh, you can take the bud off, and in the bud is the flower. So you might do a little bit of pruning on your lilac or your wigilias, even though wigilias are their flowers inside a little more, but lilac are on the tips. Uh, your persithia are blooming now, so you can wait till they're done if you want to prune them. Uh, you know, by burn them, uh, you know, you, you just just be cognizant of uh, if you want a lot of flowers and you prune now, or you can wait till after the uh, flowering is done. And, uh, you know, you can get the dead out at any time. That's not going to be a problem. But try not to prune too many buds, uh, especially on lilac. I get a lot of customers that always comment that they don't get flowers, and I ask them when they pruned, and they pruned away the flowers mm-hmm. before they bud it. Um, you know, if it might be a little bit damp this morning. We had a half inch rain you know, almost, and uh, to work compost into your soil, you could maybe do it this afternoon or tomorrow. It's supposed to be a real nice day tomorrow if you don't mind working in the garden on Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to work compost in. The ground is very, very uh, moist, but it's friable. And uh, I don't know if I rotor till today, but you know when it dries out a little bit more, you could rotor till. Uh, you certainly uh, you can get that compost in there. You can fertilize your your areas. You, any plantings are are fine to do, except for your annuals. Uh, I know there's garden centers with their annuals out now, and I you can go buy them, but I wouldn't put them out till probably at least the first part of May. Uh, or if you do, you're going to have to cover them, uh, even your herbs. 
uh, you know, you just got to be aware that if we get cold nights, and we're still going to have some cold nights. I don't think we're done with uh, a frost yet. So uh, if you want to try it, you just make sure you cover it. But you can get, I've seen annuals being sold in garden centers. Now, perennials aren't going to be a problem. You can put perennials in your shrubs, your trees. Uh, if you're doing any bare root, you know, it's, it's all great, great time to do that. Uh, you know, because it's been raining very copious amounts, I call it. We're way above average for moisture for the year. Uh, snow and uh, rain combined, it's, it rains almost every second or third day. Hmm. So plants are uh, just uh, enjoying the living in this uh, temperature and uh, the amount of moisture they're getting. And earlier you mentioned uh, soil temperature nearing about 50 degrees. Uh, what is the optimum soil temperature, if such, to, to plant? And then how do you check that? Well, uh, there are some websites that you can check your soil temperature. I'm just telling you right now, it's right around 50 degrees. Uh, I've noticed that seed did germinate this week, and you can. It's, it's also um, if you can't find a, a soil temperature on a web, but you certainly always can look under Dane County lakes. Uh, they'll give the uh, temperature of the water in Lake Monona, Lake uh, Mendota, if the temperature of the water real close to the surface is real close to right now it is right around 50 52 that tells you that the soil temperature is pretty close the same you know there's not that much difference between the lake temperature and the soil temperature so uh you know you can go that route but right now i'm just saying if you you want to see it go out and do it and uh your seed will germinate all the way through till we get some cold when that temperature gets down below 50 again and Usually that temperature got down a little below, you know, towards the first part of October. But we're with the climate change, we're able to get grass to grow and germinate right up through middle end of October. We even now two uh, years out of the last three, we've had seed germinate the first week in November, which is unheard of. But uh, uh, what climate change is allowing us to do is that we're getting probably two, three weeks earlier start in the spring and two to three weeks uh, later in the winter. So that's why I'm not complaining. I'm able to work longer. And I know I noticed around my house that some of the little uh, bushes and um, flowers, what have you, along the fence line in the backyard are sprouting up like seven inches oh, yeah. high. The grass is just a beautiful green right now. I can't wait to start mowing. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, you know, you, you can let it sit for a while before you mow, but I would bet you're going to see mowers going this week uh, and mm-hmm. uh, for the immediate uh, future. Um, the other thing to do uh, is that, and I, I think it's a little bit more with the climate change, too, is that if you have crab trees, and uh, particularly the ones that flower pink or maroon, you'd want to put down uh, a, a fungicide uh, to cut down on the fire blight. I'm seeing more fire blight that where the leaves will drop off the crab trees, they start turning yellow in, in uh July and maybe later in August, you're going to start losing those leaves. And in the leaves, you'll see them spotted. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
and they fall to the ground, and then that fungus comes right back. Right. And uh, you know, another name for it is crabapple blight and whatever. But uh, uh, you, you spray uh, a, a fungicide on them right now as the buds are emerging, and then again when they, you have the flowers come out. So that probably in about another two to three weeks. So if you put two applications of this down, and you can just buy back spec sprayers, you can buy them in squirts if you can reach up there, and you can. Uh, otherwise, you if the tree is. Uh, We'll call it susceptible, and it goes multiple, multiple, multiple years in a row with this fire blight. It's going to die. It just can't keep taking it, and uh, again needs the photosynthesis, and then starts to go into the right. bark. So you know that's one thing I you know, I recommend to people uh, is to spray your crab trees, uh, any fruit trees, uh, you know, and so that you can uh, you know combat the the, the crab apple blight. Uh, I wouldn't recommend spraying the ashes yet. Or, or All right, Dave, hold that thought. Hold that thought. News break coming up. More details on that. Okay, right around the corner. We are live in studio. David Politz from AL Limited Landscaping to talk about uh, prepare you for your home and your spring landscaping. More of that after our news break. Mike Pilt standing by on News Talk 1310 WIBA. Good morning. Welcome back. Easter weekend. This is Weekend Madison. Ask the Experts. I'm Casey James, joined live in studio by General Manager David Polich of AL Limited Landscaping, 6602 Grand Teton Plaza Suite 100A in Madison. Call them at 608-836-7852 or their website, email rather, is alltdlandscaping.com. Talked a little bit about uh, preparing the lawn a little bit, um, digging around uh, with the moisture and stuff, Dave. Um, how about emerald ash borer? That has been in the news a while around these parts. Okay. Uh, we talked about treating your, your plants. Uh, emerald ash is a, is a, is a bug that Hello? gets underneath the bark, burrows under the bark, and uh, it basically girdles under the bark so the tree can't take up its moisture to its leaves. By osmosis process, all the moisture go, comes to the tree right under the bark. The center of the tree makes the tree so it stands and it doesn't really bring much of any moisture up to the tree. It's the just the inside under the bark. So mm-hmm. what happens with the borer that gets in there, if he girdles it and goes all the way around, it cuts off all the moisture to the leaves, and you, you see the tips start to die, and that's what you're seeing in Madison. Amalaska was noticed about maybe four, five, six years ago around here, and you're seeing definite uh, uh, you know, decline in uh, many street trees, mm-hmm. and you're going to see them in people's yards. If you haven't treated your ash and you really want to save them, uh, you need to do that now. Um, but not now, but you know, the tra- time to treat them is uh, between uh, 1st of May and usually the end of May, and I think this is going to be about an average year for that treatment. If you uh, want to do it yourself, uh, you can buy in all the big boxes, all the garden centers, hardware stores. A, uh, Bayer makes a product that's called Tree and Shrub Protection, and uh, it's a drench that you just pour around the the base of the tree, and you use that if uh, use it. You got to use it every year, and you use it if the diameter of the tree uh, between your belt and your center of your body, you know, you measure, uh, you know, uh, is uh, less than about eleven inches, ten eleven inches. If the tree is bigger than that, then it has to be injected, and then it has to be uh, commercially or professionally done by a, a certified applicator. It's mm-hmm. a pesticide that you're 
putting in uh, that's injected, and uh, it, it's taken up by the osmosis of the tree so that you uh, can protect them. Again, if you, I would say if your tree had less than, say, a third to 40% declination last year, you still can save it. But if you're if you're not going to ever treat these trees, I pretty well guarantee most of the ashes will all be dead in uh, Dean County here wow. in the next uh, five, eight years. All right, you're seeing, you're seeing uh, many communities are proactive and they're cutting down the mm-hmm. ash and they're planting new ones so you don't see a total, total dead. But yeah, I know even some communities are sending, they're using drones to fly around and you can see the declination in the trees mm-hmm. and they're notifying homeowners of trees in their yards. Uh, Middleton for sure is doing it and uh, that they need to treat their ash or cut it down because that means you have a lot of beetles uh, in that tree and it's just going to spread to other uh, ash in the area yeah, and uh, makes it hard to you know to survive. So really, uh, I, I think uh, an ash is a great tree and uh, should be protected, but that's up to the homeowner. But you mm-hmm. need to know that it will. It's not a question of uh, when. It's, uh, you know, if it's going to happen, it's uh, it's in the next few years that these trees are all going to die. Bottom line, you got to do what you can to save your ash. Correct. All right. Uh, Dave, ready to spread your knowledge? We have a caller on. Doris has a question for David Pulich. Doris, good morning. What's your question? Thanks for calling. Yes. Well, first I want to say I've had AL Landscaping do some work for me, and I was 100% satisfied. Right. Now, I don't know if you know anything about animals, but I have some animal that'll dig five to ten holes in my lawn. And I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> Is they actually digging into the dirt, or they, you know, like rabbits will make homes this time of year? And uh, but if it's a, uh, you know, I mean, how big is the hole? Well, some of them are big, and some of them <laughs> are small. Might look like a gopher hole, <laughs> right? If but it's there a gopher, might be five to ten of them, and <laughs> it's usually around a place where I've had a tree taken out. Well, if it's around a tree we're taking on, I'm not saying you can't have gopher or whatever. You could have just the tree roots starting to decompose, and you have uh, critters digging down in there, and you're going to see settling. Uh, tree roots are, you know, anywhere. Uh, you can't really find, you know, you can try to find them, but you're never going to know where all the tree roots are as the tree uh, goes down. Uh, you know, so, but if the hole is... Uh, you know, it's easier for an animal to burrow into an area that uh, has, uh, you know, like root that's dying, and he'll he'll find an easier way to dig into it instead of dig into the dirt. But I mean, if it's only like a one or two inch diameter, then it's probably a gopher, but and uh, chipmunk, and uh, you can, uh, you know, you can try to capture them and take them out to the country if you like. Uh, but that's not an easy thing. <laughs> um, you know, if it's uh, uh, making a uh, tunneling effect like a mole, uh, and you see tunnels where you see actually the grass being pushed up. That you need to probably treat for uh, your grubs. I didn't mention the grubs, but that's right now is a good time to treat your grubs. And there are products out there that you do that if you have moles in your grass. And uh, uh, but you do see, uh, you know, it's just the dying of the root, uh, the you know the tree root, and you'll see some holes actually develop where the the, the root was. Doris, have you actually seen any animals or just the holes? I just see the holes, and okay, okay. I'd like to know what right. <laughs> what I can do to kill them. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's a, if it's a mole, 
uh, you know, you can put, uh, you know, there are products that you can try to put in there uh, in, and you push them into the hole and uh, if it's mole. But you'd have to see the grass actually being pushed up. Moles mm-hmm. make tunnels underneath the grass. Yeah, no, it's not like that. It's a gopher. It's probably gophers. Uh, could be uh, uh, mice. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll dig and burrow little holes too, uh, and uh, but you'd probably see uh, some guys running around if it's mice or gophers, and uh, but uh, they do dig. You know, both those guys do. Well, I've seen chipmunks, <laughs> but is the only remedy to catch them? They can't be killed. Well, I'm not advocating you for, but there are there are uh, businesses out there. We don't do it that actually have critter control. Uh, you can set traps for them, uh, bo- uh, you know, that you can uh, catch them. Uh, I've had people put uh, uh, you put a trap underneath a pot if you know where the hole is, and you put it with peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not advocating this, but uh, you'll find that you'll find little friends that end up in the trap. Oh. Okay. All right. But it has Thank to be in underneath the pot because they think it's dark and uh, and they're being protected. Right. And, but All if right. you have mice, if you have mice, uh, one way to do that is you put uh, same thing. You could do a pail and put water in it, and you put some food in the and let it float on the water. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, good luck, Doris. Thanks for calling. Bye. Have a great day. Appreciate it. All right. That is Doris with her phone call. If you'd like to join us, 321-1310 or 877-235-1310. We'll take another time out. Be back with more of David Polich, General Manager, AL Limited Landscaping. From patios to lush gardens. You can call them at 608-836-7852. Been around since 1999. More of our conversation with Dave Polich after these words. It's Weekend Madison. Ask the experts on News Talk 1310 WIBA. Good morning. Welcome back. Weekend Madison. Ask the experts. I'm Casey James, joined live in studio by David Polich, GM of AL Limited Landscaping, talking all things landscaping as a spring has sprung. Time to get busy in the yard. Have a couple of calls standing by. Let's get to it. First call is John. John, thanks for calling. Good morning. You're on with David Polich. Good morning. Yes, I have several bags of mulch that I saved over the winter, and they have some white powder on them and a little bit of gold powder in them. And I'm wondering if they're safe to still use. Well, you're getting a mildew or a fungal type uh, on that. I probably wouldn't use them if they're already starting to grow, unless you put them out in the sun. If you put them in the sun and they'll probably kill the mildew or fa- or the you know that what's fungal that's growing there. If you put them in the shade or on the north side of your house or under trees, it's probably going to be there, and it might even spread a little bit. So it depends where you put them. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. Have yourself a great day. Uh, next up, uh, line three, JR. Oops, let's try that. JR, you still there? Good morning, JR. Welcome to the program. Yes, good morning. Um, I have the red maple that I planted about four years ago, and he's been doing very well. Last year, I don't know, I think it was about June probably, the doggone, um, what's his name? Uh, the Japanese beetle. Took the leaves off of him. He liked your tree, huh? He loves it. <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, this bear product will also uh, help on that. I wouldn't recommend putting this bear shrub and treatment on uh, any flowering trees, like crab trees or roses, because uh, pollinators uh, come to the flower and. Uh, you can read the label on it if it's uh, okay for maples, but uh, 
it, it, I know that I've had customers use this Bayer product to try to keep the Japanese beetle down. Uh, normally, uh, uh, the Japanese beetle like the top or the tender uh, type leaves on a, on a tree. Uh, they really uh, like lindens are very susceptible. Birches, uh, they've stayed pretty away from maples. Uh, uh, you can put traps there. I mean, uh, some of your garden centers sell traps so you can catch the traps, but uh, otherwise you can uh, use a herbal or a, a soap and try to knock them down too, or spray up there. Uh, I don't know how t- is is it an actual blood good maple or is it an actual uh, what an acer rubrum, which would be a, uh, like red sunset or something? Is it a, you know did it have red leaves or green or, or green leaves in the summer and then red red fall color? No, red all the way through. Yes, it's the it's the red maple. Well, and- no, that's a blood good maple. Actual actual red maple is Acer rubrum, and it has green leaves during the summer, and then red fall leaves. That's an that's an actual red maple. Uh, your blood good maple. So it's probably not a very tall tree. Right. Uh, and uh, it has your that that's again a, a blood good maple. Uh, you should be able to reach up there and knock them down. Um, I can look into that if you want to call me. Uh, but normally they don't. Again, I've not seen them really try to bother the actual actual red maple. Uh, but again, uh, your your blood good maples, uh, your emperor maples, uh, they have a little bit more uh, tender leaves. They're, they don't. Uh, so that's probably why they bugged them a little bit. But you can spray and knock them down. Uh, use a a, a a soap on in the spray. You can put some soap like at dawn in a sprayer. Uh, try that. Uh, you, I, 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 you know, I can look up for you if you want to call my uh, the number and see if you can use this Bayer product on that so that the leaves aren't. We'll call it tasty. Yeah, um, it's very likely that the beetle will be back. Right? Oh yeah, guaranteed. But you can, you can uh, uh, use the, the. There's other products called Grubax. Uh, the grubs uh, right now are in the ground. The beetle. I mean, he, if you know anything on the stages of their life, uh, they fly around usually from June through maybe August. Then they go into a larva stage and they eat underneath your lawn on the roots, and then they burrow down and, and uh, hibernate. And they're up right now. And uh, uh, but you know you can't guarantee that just the the, the larva that's in your yard. You know most beetles can fly more than one yard. You'd have to treat all the yards in the neighborhood to try mm. to keep the Japanese beetle down. But they can fly blocks. Yeah. Uh, and they come from the larva, and that larva is underneath in the lawn right now. You could just treat your own lawn, and uh, you know, see what that does uh, as far as uh, keeping the uh, uh, larva down in your yard. Yeah, they're all over the neighborhood. I know our neighbors here; they're complaining about him also. He's and he's here to stay. Correct. Right. With our climate change, uh, we didn't have Japanese beetles 20 years ago. They've only been around for the last 15, 20 or so, and they, they, they're tolerating or surviving uh, the temperatures that we have. Uh, when it was got or stayed real, real cold, uh, they, 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 that's one thing with climate change. We're seeing more bugs, and Japanese beetle is one of them. Yep. Well, good luck with that, JR. Yeah, thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for the call, bud. Appreciate it. All right, quick call. We're wrapping up here real soon. Good morning. You're on with David Pollich. Hi. Hi, I've got a couple questions sure. quick. Um, I've got some cherry trees, and I cannot stand the fact that uh, they periodically drop cherries because it messes <laughs> up my yard and my deck. And is there something I can do outside of killing the tree to have that process stop? 
Not that I know of. That was a, I've never had that question. Uh, you could pick the, the, the fruit, even though how tall is the tree, you know, before they drop. Hang a net under the tree. Well, you could put is a net, it, but I mean... I mean they're like 50, 60 feet tall. And the okay. trees I'm talking about are like the size of peas. Um, are, are you talking like a, a are, are are you talking like a pin cherry versus a fruit uh, you know a fruit cherry like a Montmorency or pie cherry or Bing cherry? These are real small, like little um, like I said, pea sized fruit, and um, they make a purple splatter when they hit my deck or my driveway, and the birds you know do their thing. And yeah, that, that I I don't know of anything that you can stop that in, in lieu of uh, I've had other customers having stained uh, you know even walnuts will stain your patio and you know same thing. Uh, the only thing I know of that it will do that uh, is to cut the tree down. That's unfortunate, sure. but if you don't want that, okay. now there's a there's a bird hole in one of the cherry trees. I've got several that I noticed yesterday. So that's big enough for the bird to get inside the tree. Does that mean the tree's going to die? Uh, in that area, could, but that uh, I mean it might just mean that the top part of the tree. If a woodpecker's in there, probably that's what it is. Uh, you know, he's 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 going after food in there, and it means there's bugs in there or larvae too, and uh, he's going after it. So it's it it's possible, but I'm not a big fan of these. The, what you're talking about, these trees. I think that's a call a pin cherry, and, uh, you know, you want to cut that down and actually plant It's It's native to the area, so, uh, you know, it, it's, but I don't consider it a, a very, you know, savable tree. Hey, good luck with that. Thanks for the call, bud. Have a great day. All right, David, we didn't get a chance to speak drainage today. Real quickly, in like 15 seconds, a drainage well, drainage point. is our number one call. I consider myself the dean of drainage. I've been <laughs> doing this 48 years, and uh, that's my number one call. I get between 250, 300 calls on drainage. So if you have a water problem, any basement problem, you know, I work with some waterproofers, but I try to fix everything I can through landscaping. Okay, and with that note, we're going to say goodbye. David Pollich, thanks for joining us today. Uh, David Pollich at AL. Limited Landscaping, their number, 608-836-7852-ALLTDLandscaping.com. Been around since 1999. Friend them on Facebook. Thanks, David, for coming in. Thank you. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Weekend Madison continues next. News at the top of the hour, then Empowered Financial on News Talk 1310 WIBA. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.